Enter the crib. Your strike back sit rep starts in three, two, one. Wait, do we go on zero? All right, welcome back, Meebers. We are excited to talk to you about Strike Back Vengeance, season three. <laughs> and Deb, I know you are dying to say it, so go, go for it. What am I saying? That it's the, my favorite? Is that what it yes, is? Yes, of course. <laughs> it isn't my I know it's not the best season of, of um, the Scott and Stonebridge years. Shadow Warfare is definitely the best, but this is my favorite season. Yeah. See, that's so funny because probably for the same reasons that this is your favorite season, this is like my least favorite season. Oh, you're it's, kidding. It, and only because it's so good and it lives in your head and it's mm-hmm. so well acted and there's so, but it is fucking hell to get oh, through. Yeah. Yeah. And that's is. why, <laughs> like, for me, it's like very emotionally draining. <laughs> Okay, Kelsey, we need to take you out of your feelings and focus <laughs> on something else. Okay. <laughs> what, what do you focus on if now you're feeling? <laughs> focus on the art. Focus on the craft. Okay, because it's okay. fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it your favorite? Uh, that would be the emotions. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's my favorite just because it... Oh, I, yeah, I can't even... Okay, focus, Deb, focus. Why is it so great? I I think right off the bat, it just ramped up the action and the intensity so much, took our characters completely out of their comfort zones. And so the audience out of our comfort zones as well, because, you know, what's going on with Stonebridge? He's, you know, all this personal life stuff that just doesn't happen with these guys and then you've got scott out there all on his own obviously not terribly comfortable with that either and how were they going to get them back together i thought the re- the way they got them back together was pretty horrific but yay it happened and <laughs> and then i just the way the whole ptsd thing started with stonebridge in the first season and I was just so glad that they didn't just drop it, that it wasn't just, okay, you know, now we're going to go and just be action heroes, that they continued those personal stories and they allowed both of their traumas to unfold this season and and really brought them all, both out to be, you know, fully rounded human beings trying to navigate this horrible world that they live in. And... I just, I thought both of them were just amazing this season in terms of their performances. And we got all of that with ramped up action, amazing guest stars, tight script that just, you know, brought everything to play. Action, emotion. Oh, it's just so good. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. So I will tell you, I think of all the Scott and Stonebridge years, the moment that literally lingers in my head and has since it aired is when Philip Winchester slams his forehead on that mirror. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just like, I'm going to hate this season. <laughs> uh, somebody take care of him. <laughs> so I think just seeing like, I mean, and it's like, I, like you said, it is amazing performance from both of them. But that performance is why it's hard for me to watch. Just because yeah. I, like, there's so, I have so much empathy for them. And it's just, oh, God, like, in the first episode and when he has to shoot, like, his trainee and little Hanson. Mm. And it was just, I mean, <laughs> it was just little terrible. Man. Just terrible. It it's horrible. And it's such a... Uh so emblematic of where his life was at right there. He's just, he's stuck in this situation that he doesn't like from any angle. Mm-hmm. You know, when he says that to Carrie, when, she, when he's like, I don't like this, I don't like any of this. It's not okay. Nothing's okay. And, you know, we don't fully know what it is he's talking about at that point. But the look on her face is like, I'm losing him. <laughs> and it's probably the only... <laughs> One of the few moments I actually liked Gary was, you know, was that moment between them um, when he's just falling apart and she's 
you know, trying to protect him and yet also still trying to protect herself. But, oh, yeah. God, that was just so awful, that situation. Oh. And and the, the, the fact that it happened partly because he didn't trust his gut. Yeah. I mean, that's just devastating. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, and it's, of course, and then I just hate, like, Hanson. And everybody hates Hanson in general. But, like, you know, because he's, he pushed him. And it turned exactly. out ta- terribly. And then he blamed him. And then he, he blamed him. Take, take any of that on himself and mm-hmm. just fucks with him the entire season. And it's just, it's a hard season. It is a phenomenal season of TV. Mm-hmm. It is just my least favorite because it is so like emotionally difficult. And I think probably during the rewatch, because I'm like in the middle of moving and <laughs> dealing with a lot of other shit. I was like, I am not emotionally prepared for this shit. <laughs> so I think if I was a different state, I might have like not felt quite that strongly about like, this is so dark. <laughs> it is dark. dark. <laughs> and I love what's so funny is that, you know, those first couple episodes are physically dark, you yeah. know, so you have this horrible storyline going on and then they're trapped in darkness for most of it, you know, just yeah. on just bare bones trying to survive. And then to know that none of that really was supposed to be filmed at night, that it was filmed at night because they had to punt and come up with a plan B because they couldn't get the, you know, they were trapped in Mozambique and not allowed to film. I so they had, to, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They got to Mozambique and the week before, a couple of weeks before they had been there, there had been a huge freedom fighter rally. So, that, you know, Mozambique was just sort of recovering from having 100,000 soldiers running around partying and whooping it up. And, uh-huh. and then this production team shows up with, you know, their AKs and their all their war equipment. Uh-huh. And, you know, they, basically their passports were seized. They were under lockdown in their hotel. And... Four weeks of being in Mozambique turned into basically a day that they had permission to film with. They snuck in another half day, but then they were just lucky to get out of there. You know, they were just counting their stars that they were able to get out of Mozambique because their passport had been taken and they were under lockdown in a hotel. So when you know that, I mean, this is just some amazing filmmaking. That's amazing. I had no idea. So not only is Bill Eagles, you know, directing this amazing two first block of of vengeance, but he's got all that going on in the background where they basically have to scramble and figure out a way to save the writing, get it all filmed in completely different setting. So instead of having most of this play out in the day in Mozambique, it played out at night in South Africa in like, you know, Cape Town and Joburg. Yeah, I'm just so, cracking up because I'm thinking about the current season and like Dan and Alain and Warren posting pictures of like the beach in Croatia. <laughs> what is up? I, I'm not really feeling bad for the grind. No, no. All we see is vacation. <laughs> Gorgeous vacation. Gorgeous they're, cer- vacation. they're certainly not locked up in a hotel. That's funny. Oh, that's so yeah. interesting. And no, I'm so glad that you knew that and shared that because that really is. Um, it definitely puts a different tint on it. Yeah. I mean, it's still it's still emotionally terrible, but <laughs> but it, I I really kind of like it was so dark and so stressful for them to be in that situation. So I'm like, I kind of really like to know what the original stuff was supposed to be. You know, what I mean, obviously it wasn't supposed to be night shoots. It was supposed to be day shoots. So how different of a feeling would that have would created? That yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry they were locked in their hotel for however many, you know, weeks in Mozana's scary situation. But, God, I mean, it really played out on film pretty damn well. Yeah, we'll have to see. And, I know, I, I, hopefully we'll get to talk to Bill Eagles again. Maybe he'll have slightly more time and we can ask him. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Of course, you know, if he's wedging us in between meetings again, that may not be the case, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, you mentioned that that Stonebridge slamming his head in the mirror was like your favorite scene. My so favorite scene. I would not say it's my favorite. I would say it's the one that has stuck in my head okay. for years. When I think oh. about 
when I think about Strike Back, I that is the first scene that sticks in my head that jumps to mind. Wow. Wow. Which is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that just goes to how powerful an actor Philip is. Um, oh, that was cheesy. Uh, well, the scene... I wouldn't say it's the scene that sticks with me for all of Strike Back, but the scene that sticks with me, one of them from this block, okay, let's narrow it down to this block, is the scene between Scott and Stonebridge when they're, you know, trapped in the the burned out buildings. And Stonebridge opens up to him about what happened with um, Hanson. And he, you know, it's at when, when Scott's joking around about him being a teacher and he's just like, fuck off. And immediately Scott is like, okay, we're not playing around here. What's going on? And Stonebridge kind of walks over and is standing up against that wall. So symbolic. And then it is just so, so gripped with anxiety about having to admit all this that he can't even speak. And that, that look of desperation that he gives Scott, he just turns and he's like, you can, you can, you know, he's breathing hard. He, you can feel that lump in his throat and you can feel his stomach clenching as he's trying to get this out that he has to, you know, here's my best friend. I have to tell him that I'm not all, I'm not okay. I may not have his back. And I did this horrible thing. And I just thought that look, that one look that he gives Scott, I mean, that whole scene is brilliant, but that one look is just, He just nails PTSD in that one look. And every time I watch it, I'm like, woo! (laughs) Give it an Emmy for that look! (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was thinking before this. I was like, I know that the PTSD stuff is what makes it so hard for me to watch because it's so emotional. But I was like, but I know also that the thing that makes it my least favorite season is probably what makes it Deb's favorite season. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And it comes so full circle then with, of course, Scott's like confession at the very end, you know, of the season to, to what happened with him and, and, uh, you know, the child and, (sighs) and yeah, poor boys. (laughs) That scene in itself, there are so many little, little nuances in that scene, you know, because he, he's basically in a no-win situation. Does he keep lying? He knows that Dalton knows the truth. It's going to come out. It's like the one thing he does not want Stonebridge to know. You know, this is like bottom of the barrel for him. This is his worst moment. He's got it. You know, he's, it's a total reversal. Now he's got to tell Stonebridge his worst secret. And if you notice in that scene, so there's, you know, they're sitting next to each other at the corner of that table. And she says, you went there to kill her, didn't you? And Scott just sort of takes a breath. And then he moves his gun towards Stonebridge. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. No. But there's a second where he slides his gun over towards Stonebridge. And Stonebridge looks down at it and then looks at him like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. And no, that to me, that. yeah, yeah. No. It's such a powerful scene, but that to me was probably the thing that sticks with me most about that whole sort of confession scene is that he slid his gun over to yeah. Stonebridge. I'm like, wow. And that's when Stonebridge is like, oh shit, this is not going to be good, you know? No. Oh, it's so good. There's so much weight on both of them, you know? And I think that's one of the things that I think about with the new season as to why. Warren's character has always stood out because he he doesn't really have that same like his team was lost but he didn't do anything wrong. Right. He, you know, we know like there's other stuff with the other characters although we still don't have Novin's backstory. <laughs> exactly. We don't have any clue what's going on with her. But he's Even though always, they filmed it a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, but he's always felt like the most Stonebridge-like in that he's like the soldier, like true... Yeah blue whatever soldier but not because he doesn't have that weight of something hanging over him in the same way that these guys do and in this season that weight is heavy oh god it's heavy yeah i'm my favorite scene in the whole show is when hansen finally dies (laughs) i could just fuck him (laughs) (laughs) 
yet you 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 understand what got him to that point. You know, it's not okay that he's holding Stonebridge responsible for this in its entirety because he's equally responsible for putting yes. Jake in that situation, yes. which is why it's so important to him that Stonebridge never forgives him. It's not about Stonebridge's letting yeah, it go. It's about a, him yeah. holding on to his hate. And, oh, that fight between the two of them is so vicious. So vicious. But it's a good fight. Oh, oh heck we, yeah. we were talking, like, last season, we didn't get as much of the hand-to-hand combat as we've come to really love. And this, whew. That's, yeah, that fight. You watch that fight, and there's, like, three or four shots. And the same with the fight in the um, basement between Hanson and Scott is mm. equally horrible. But both fights are so full of punches and hits that, quite frankly, would kill anyone. And yet they just keep going. I mean, that that like upper shot that he, that Hanson gives Stonebridge, where it just snaps him back, and you know, kind of, he see you can tell he's seeing yeah. stars for a few seconds. Like, okay, you know, <laughs> that would have killed anyone, or that headbutt that would have killed Glenn. Not these guys. <laughs> You're like, my medical training is saying that this is unrealistic, guys. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but it great... does make for a good show. Oh, it makes that fight was just so brutal and so primal. And I love that it's also the makeup is freaking amazing in that. You know, like, apparently not all of it was makeup. But <laughs> the fact that Selbridge comes out of there completely covered in blood and, you know, is yeah. like, thank you. Yes. Damn, the makeup people were good on those years. Ugh. I mean, it still looks good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's phenomenal. Of course, we also get our introduction to Dalton this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, shady as shit. Which, again, yeah. like we sort of talked about or teased a little bit, I guess, last pod. Has her reasons to be shady. Right. But still fucking shady and, like, really screws things up. And if she would just tell the truth, would not get screwed up so bad. Treat them as a team and talk to them as a team. Yes, you're the leader and your word goes, but you need to start listening to your people. And she does sort of do that, but she argues with them instead of listening to them. You know, there's that scene where they're all in the crib and they're um, talking about what Knox's motivation is and who he's going to align himself with and, you know, what their next step may be. And she just, she argues with them, you know, when someone brings up that it, you know, he might be staging a coup, what Walter, you know, Latulu with nukes. Oh, come on. And, you know, they all have to explain it to her why that makes sense. Like, stop, this isn't your personal mission. (laughs) You're a team. Act like a team. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, it's poor leadership, frankly. Like, Mm -hmm. she just, she is a rogue, or not rogue, but she is a lone agent who is used to being a lone agent and doesn't really understand that when you have a team, especially, it's not just, you know, a, a, a group of enlisted guys on a boat that you have to tell to paint, and you don't need to explain to them why to paint. But like, right. you know, you're, these are highly trained, incredibly intelligent people. You talk to them about why you're doing the things you do because it makes a difference. It just right. does. Yeah. And, and things, you know, of course, I feel like literally communication is the problem in like 99% of every TV show we see. <laughs> exactly. So if we let them communicate, then we don't have a plot. Yes. <laughs> With no, never tell each other really what you think or really what you're doing. <laughs> well, you know, writers like your audience is smart enough to be able to go with actual communication. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I think they handled it really well um, with her because you understand why she's like that, and yet it's creating that horrible tension within the group. Yeah. And you know, every time she learns a lesson, it's in the worst possible way. Yeah. You know, oh, just the fact that she had to figure out Sinclair really should have been in charge and yeah. was so good wasn't until she didn't have him anymore. Because, yeah. you know, her just barreling ahead cost them his life, you know. Yeah. One great thing about this season, which is a really great thing, is we got everybody out of the crib. 
Like everybody that's true. That's true. was a part of the action. And, you know, right from the start, like, oh, Julia's not just sitting behind a computer this season. We've got the blade going on. Yeah. She's getting stabby. And damn, is she good out in that field. Uh-huh. Ugh. Yes. That was phenomenal. You're absolutely right. You know what? Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you what. My problem, what? my biggest issue with this season was Knox because it's Charles Dance, who's a phenomenal actor. He does a great job. But he looks so much like the bad guys from la- the second from the season before this. He all these like super pale, blonde-haired, like you know, he looks just like the weapons dealer and then uh, oh. from last season like <laughs> What, Latif? <laughs> no, 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 not Latif. The, like the your mini other... baddies. The mini yes, baddies. the mini yeah. baddies, if you will. And I was just like, God, I get them all confused. When, <laughs> and that's one thing, like, I look back at, at, like I did, like I did on the yeah. last pod, which I totally did, and we edited it out, guys. Sorry, we edited out me going, no, I'm talking about this guy. And Deb goes, no, you're really not talking about that guy. <laughs> and they all, but when I look back, they all kind of blur into like one pasty guy in like a in like a white or tan shirt. <laughs> and I do like that I feel like that that tends to go away a little bit in future seasons that you do get a little more like and not that Latif was not I mean yes, I know he was obviously not a white guy, but um it did seem a little like oh another one. <laughs> Someone else I can get confused by. No, not with you on this one. (laughs) Well, at least you agree that last season they looked almost identical. Yes. I would say that Kenneth Broughton and Crawford looked very similar. Yeah, you're right. They they totally did. Um, And, you know, they're all part of that sort of small group of actors, British actors, that are in everything. In everything. <laughs> but oh, I just, oh. British TV. <laughs> okay, I totally lost my train of thought now. Sorry. I'm just um, oh, but you know what? We've never had a doctor from Doctor Who on Strike Back. I just realized that. Because I was thinking oh, to myself, okay. oh fucking British TV, like you can watch a show and you'll be like, oh, there's like three Doctor Who's on here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh nobody. Oh man. No. That's kind of disappointing, actually. I feel like they didn't really round that out well. (laughs) Way to go, Jack. (laughs) Well, I think we just gave our excuse for another season as we need to have a, before the zombie season, let's have a Doctor Who season where (laughs) Doctor Who is the cat. (laughs) Including the Dalek. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so back to everyone getting out of the crib. Starting right with Julia, I just, oh, it was just so great to see them all out there and to see the real teamwork going on. And I love that Julia all of a sudden is just this serious badass. And yeah. yet, still, she's the only character who's been shot in every season. <laughs> why did they do, why is it always the woman? <laughs> and sometimes, and, and usually, except for the one horrible time, it you know, she's been shot or wounded in every season, sometimes more than once. <laughs> like, but okay. And sometimes, you know, uh, when she gets shot in that the shootout when uh, when Evans eventually gets on the helicopter. Yeah. Was there more that was supposed to happen with that and it got cut? Because they just shot her for the sake of shooting her. <laughs> yes, it did very much seem that way. Yeah. Like it was just... Eh, but you know he's pissed, so yeah. she did. I don't know. And he's a bad and then guy. And ten minutes later, she was fine. So I, I'm like, come on, <laughs> what was the point of that? Except Richard's uh, always was, fine. Well, yeah, except for well, that one time that you brought yeah. up, which was the time. worst. And I definitely was screaming at the TV when it happened. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that when we get to that season. But I mean, it it makes sense in what they were trying. She wasn't fridged. It made sense in what they were trying to accomplish and and where they wanted Scott and Stonebridge to go. No, I know she wasn't fridged. It was just terrible. I was yelling at the screen going, don't take his fucking happy ending away. Don't do it. How dare you? 
Oh, you knew in the first episodes, as soon as he, when he and Stonebridge were in the um, tuk-tuk, and he was yeah, talking about yeah. how he had his family, and Stonebridge just like, that's great. And he just looks at him and gives him that look of, you know, it's not going to happen, bud. Shut <laughs> up, that- Deb. <laughs> it could have happened. In my fanfic, it happens. I, mean, I, don't write, I don't write fanfic, but if I did, it would have happened. Okay. All right. Back to vengeance. <sighs> okay, back to vengeance. You brought it up. Yeah, I, well, I just brought up getting shot. I you tried to avoid that there. that one time. <sighs> okay. All right. So we get out of we get out of Somalia barely. With oh my god, is that where we are? <laughs> like trying to track where we are. <laughs> yeah, where are we? We're we're still in Somalia. We're still like Stormer just like losing his shit. He's so stressed out. He's I mean those scenes between them when he's just progressively getting more and more stressed and more and more doubting himself and why am I here and what have I done and Carrie's gonna kill me even if I do make it out of here. <laughs> You know, and you can see, I mean, he, it, Stonebridge isn't there anymore. You know, he's lost his edge. He's lost his ability to keep his cool to the extent that we even get a head rub monkey at the end of the whole scene. That <laughs> head rub monkey is my, my favorite monkey. Um, and so, you know, just, okay, fine. They, they actually get out of there in the best save of the whole series when that <laughs> tank comes in and then starts blowing stuff yeah oh my god the reaction back in the crib is priceless oh my gosh <laughs> when i love baxter just like yes <laughs> like it was such an audience reaction do you remember that remember what i'm talking about i just got sad about baxter sorry i got distracted right. <laughs> damn it i told you this is my least favorite season <laughs> He's alive for the whole season. I know, but it just reminds me that he's not going to be. <laughs> Do we need to medicate you for these? <laughs> Girl, I am so... I am so tired. <laughs> I started crying in the car on the way to take my girls to school because we were listening to Hamilton and we got to the end. I can't even tell you how many times I've listened to the damn Hamilton. And, and it's the end, and it's the, like, who lives, who dies, and they're like, Eliza, and I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I, I'm so tired. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. Okay, so they make it out of Somalia. Oh. And on to Algeria. And, well... Something happens, <laughs> and then they go to Algeria. <laughs> and the whole time you're thinking, okay, how are we going to deal with this carry situation? Because there's no way that that Stonebridge is back in the game if Carrie's making the calls. So how are they going to deal with it? You know. Oh, why do we have to talk oh, about whole, this? I tried oh. to skip it. All, I, all I'm going to talk about is he looked damn hot in that white shirt and the blue jeans, Wait, okay? Did you notice is the same clothing that he wore in the hotel room when he was reading the letter from her saying, I'm leaving you? Oh. Back in, that is the same clothing. I didn't realize that. Yes. So both times Carrie leaves him, he's in the same clothing. God like damn. apparently Michael Stonebridge only has one white shirt. <laughs> Oh, and so one pair to... of Wranglers. <laughs> but I I don't think we can talk about the, that first block without talking about that vicious hallway scene between the two of them when he's telling her that he's going to go help oh, out yeah, Scott. Oh, <gasps> oh, yeah. She's a that bitch. Is... Oh, my God. I mean, I, I understand. You thought you had him back. He's in this horrible situation. His best friend. Right. Yeah. Like, and no, they're but, not going to send anybody else. And you know so, who you married. He's going to go. I know, I know. I'm just and, trying to say I had some empathy I for I know. Her. I'm just like, but you know he's going to do, and he could die, and you're going to be terrible to him. And then and she then the last thing fish. that you fucking said to him, okay, oh. you're getting me all emotional again. I thought we were moving <laughs> on from that. <laughs> There's no way we can, we can talk about the gravity of that loss without, you know, the last two times they spoke to each other were horrible. 
horrible. Well, but at very least he last did. time was yeah. was sweet. Yeah. At least like he <laughs> got to remember like one good moment with her. Before. I love you, Shmoopy. I love you too, Shmoopy. Let's get an ice cream. <laughs> Oh my god, so awful. And it's like what he does every day, you know? That what Hanson's doing in that van is like what Scott and Stonebridge do every day. And then, you know, it's like work life hitting home. Never supposed to happen. And then <laughs> Mikey just keeps going off the deep end. Okay, and then we end up <laughs> Jesus. You're gonna ruin the rest of my day. I guess all oh. I'm gonna be thinking about is that. I mean, okay, you're not gonna ruin my day. They will have ruined my day. Whoever well, they no, are. Now we're gonna move on to, you know, to being in the middle of the Hagar. So, and okay. fighting it out in one. And absolutely, I mean those those scenes in the monk's house, the monk's hut in the middle of nowhere yes. were freaking amazing. Yes, absolutely. Yes, Ooh. when they're being surrounded, oh my god, yeah, uh, those, it, it is amazing. We went from an un- incredible block one to an even more incredible block two. I mean, with nobody's that wife dying. was a game changer for the entire series. It was what happened out there, and then we meet Matlock and Cole, <sighs> and that just the, all the game playing guy, <laughs> Cole. <sighs> all the game playing going on and you know you've got matlock who used to be them and has made some terrible decisions in life and is now just pretending he's still a man of honor and yet they run into a lot of those people yeah yeah okay now we're in the middle of the desert scott's having sex while he should be on watch mikey's out there you know having a nervous breakdown (laughs) markunda's kicking ass and this podcast is going off the rails. <laughs> I'm leaving all of this in, by the way. <laughs> Should they definitely get to hear all of this? <laughs> oh, thankfully we have lovely follower, lovely, lovely, loyal listeners who will put up with it. Okay, so lots of shit goes down, and there's some big firefights. <laughs> and you think they're gonna, and you, and you, then Sinclair hates Dalton, and I get that because I hate her too. Oh, yeah. But see, I bring up Sinclair, and then I'm gonna get emotional about about him too. God damn it! Yeah, when she Strike was back. like even half thinking about letting Mikey take that bullet. Oh, and. See, this is when I get emotional about about Stonebridge because you just see him falling apart little by little, and you know, <clears throat> and as in each time he gets more and more unable to control the violence. You know, he's just like just like Dan, just like uh, yeah Mac in yeah. in the newer seasons. Wyatt. The vi- the vi- was yeah sorry the um <clears throat> the violence gets more personal for Wyatt. It's because he want he wants it. To be real, he you know he wants to to feel something, feel something, yeah. and for Stonebridge, it's, he just wants to get rid of his feelings. Like he just, yeah. you know, that switch goes off, and that's it. Like a I'm light just... bulb. <clears throat> Have you ever seen Book of Mormon? <laughs> Turn it off like a light bulb. Sorry. <sighs> you know, the result of that is then, you know. Scott is thinking, I'm in a tough spot here. I I said, yeah, let's take him in. I knew I was going to have to carry him for a while, but it's just getting worse, exponentially worse with, you know, everything we come up against. And so the honesty of confronting him with that <clears throat> and, you know, not even like you have to explain. It's just, here's the deal, bud. Don't go yeah. there. Yeah. And, you know, which does help for a while. For a while. Yeah. But it also then, you know, Stonebridge is starting to get curious about, okay, what is it that, what's his secret, you know? Yeah. Because it's easier to, to wonder about that than it is to, to delve into yourself. 
Right. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then we, you know, we get into South Africa, we get into Cape Town, and it all just sort of takes this. This season just went so many places, and it it really had that yeah. feeling of where, he, you know, block one is is its own thing, block two was its own thing, and then we get into Cape Town, and it all sort of starts, you know, bleeding together. Like this is for there are parts of this that. I often find myself confusing with shadow warfare yeah, because you start to see kind of a theme to the way that they do things. Like I'll think, okay, yeah. wait, was that, was that explosion in that um, car chase? Yeah, that's a vengeance. Okay. You know, like I, things start to blur a little for me in terms of the production and because it just gets so good from here on out, you know, yeah. I thought, you know, the whole, chase for Knox and how they worked in the stuff with Sinclair. Oh God. And, and the references to apartheid and, yeah. you know, they just work so much into this yeah. through this personal story. And then when you find out that the, the entire reason for this was just Knox's need for vengeance for yeah. what happened to his dad. I mean, how twisted is that? Oh yeah. It's really fucked will- up. To do, this guy to let off nuclear bombs. Yeah, I was gonna say millions fire? of people that could have died, because yeah, no, it's terrible. Ah, oh, and you know that everyone throughout this whole thing, just that need for vengeance and how it's dealt with, that it's the whole the theme for the entire thing, with Knox, and you don't even really know it. You just know that you know you obviously see. Hanson wanting vengeance, Stonebridge wanting vengeance, Scott wanting vengeance. Strike back, vengeance. (laughs) And then to find out that the entire underpinning story is the same was kind of like, whoa, yeah. It's also a little on the nose, but yeah. (laughs) It's an appropriate title. (laughs) Because (laughs) no no one in Strike Back ever gets hit on the nose. But it is interesting because you do go from thinking you know why it is titled Vengeance Mm -hmm. to like, oh, maybe not. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's just nobody's. It's very it's 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 more complex than it maybe initially appears to be. Because in the in the beginning, it seems like, well, okay, two episodes in and it's very obvious why this is why this is titled this. It seems like an easy go to. But then you find out it's multilayered. Mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. And then in these later blocks, we get the full team going out into the field, you know, the the hit on the camp when they think Knox is in there. There is some amazing cinematography going on in there too, because you've got, you know, you're following each of them working as a team and you could really see that teamwork in the way that it was filmed and, and edited. You know, you've got Dalton. Hello. This was the one thing in, in this whole thing with her that stood out for me was she's on Overwatch. She's the, you know, the sniper who's supposed to be protecting them. And she just sort of nonchalantly tells Scott that there's someone coming in. Like, yeah, oh, yeah you, you know, x-ray on your six, whatever. Yeah. I mean, she she takes him out, but oh, my God, that was not OK with me. She, but she doesn't love she doesn't care about them like a team. And I think exactly. that that's that's exactly it. She is in charge of them because it's going to get her job done that she wants to get done, and that's about right. it. Yeah. Now we do see, like, she is willing to sort of sacrifice herself in the end of her story, but still, you're always running. You know. You're always walking that you know that line with her because you never she never opens up enough to really know what's going on. You know, she has her moments with characters like with Stonebridge. She clearly has enormous respect for Stonebridge, but she was also using him in the beginning. Yeah. You know, but she develops that respect for him. She, you know, she can see this, this guy, (laughs) you know, he probably should be in charge. Doesn't want to be, but he probably should be. But that scene between the two of them after the bomb goes off in the um, shantytown, in the township? Yes. yes. <clears throat> that scene between the two of them is pretty amazing. You know, she doesn't have to do that for him. She doesn't have to admit that they see you as the leader. Yeah. And, you know, the way he takes that. Oh, God. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> Another parallel between him and Mac, you know? Yeah. But, okay, going back to that, um, the 
So after that shootout, I think is when you see Dalton realize, okay, I, I need to work. We need to work as a team here. I don't know what I'm doing. And I need to admit that. Yeah. Sinclair was the one with the answer. Sinclair was the one who could think us through this as a team. So let's start. So, so let's start doing that, you know, and that's when they start honestly sharing ideas and she starts listening to them. The fact that it costs Sinclair's life for that to happen. <clears throat> and that whole scene when they're, you know, in that jail. Oh my God. I, I tell you what, that scene is another one that I remember when it happened, when he yells out, like, it, it's a, it's, a, it's trap. a trap. I, and then you, you, you don't see him die. Like, you hear the shots, and it's on them. And I thought, oh, it's a trick. He's not really dead. In my head, I kept hoping that he got away or did something. Mm-hmm. Like, when it, when it hit, it didn't hit me in that moment that he actually died. Because I mm-hmm. was like, but it's Sinclair. Like, he's, right. like, so much of the heart of the team. Yeah, that was really, that was, yeah, yeah, that was terrible. It was, it was, oh, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> and then when they go back to the, and, my ah. favorites, my favorite series, season, it was terrible. <laughs> so much pain, Deb, so much pain. There it is. Oh my God. Now That's I'm like saying awful. the Red Wedding was your favorite episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't have a favorite episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> the only episode of Game of Thrones I ever watched was the last one, and I couldn't see anything. So what the hell was the point of watching it? <laughs> Maybe it was the second to last one. What was the one that was all just a black screen? You couldn't see anything. Oh, yeah, that was the, yeah, the battle. It was terrible. Uh, yeah, what the hell? They definitely need a lesson from Strike Back, who does night so stuff. Fun. Very good. Yes, Absolutely. And you love it even more knowing that they punted, that that was not something they had prepared for. But, yeah, you know, Game of Thrones. I know so in the, love- in the end, it all works out. And everybody goes off to live happily ever after. Let's <laughs> strike back yeah. again, right? <laughs> <laughs> everybody walks away damaged, bruised, <sighs> Arguing still about whether it's go on zero. <sighs> Hence the joke at the beginning of our podcast. I wonder if the people who listened to the podcast for Warrior were Strike Back fans as well and understood that reference. Yeah. We should do a poll. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. And that's Vengeance. Anything else you wanted to add, Deb? (laughs) We get this back on track, Kelsey. Uh... just an amazing season (laughs) Uh, uh, I love the the, you know when they've got um, Christian Lucas the whole whole it's hard to believe he's only in one episode because he's you know he has such an impact on the whole storyline but um, when Stonebridge is chasing Hanson and gets him at the top of that bluff or you know whatever it is I think that helicopter rising up is one of the most incredible shots of the entire series when yeah. he's got Hanson at gunpoint and is, you know, fighting mission, vengeance, mission, vengeance. What do I do? And Hanson's just egging him on. Come on, shoot me, shoot me. And then the helicopter comes up, which is gorgeous. That is a yeah. gorgeous shot. As screwed up as, you know, this is like massive violence here, but that shot is incredible. And terrifying i mean that guy's got his sights trained on on stonebridge and so it isn't stonebridge isn't just now choosing mission or vengeance he's he's you know choosing life life or vengeance and hansen just egging him on egging him on because you know this is exactly what he wants this is exactly what this whole game is about is putting him in that position and if he shoots him Dead or, you know, whether he's or dead or alive, Hanson wins. Whether Stonebridge dies or not, Hanson wins. Yeah. And then that conversation between the two of them in the back of the police car, that is just brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. And, you you know, 
I, I really love Winchester's performance in this. I mean, you can, as Hanson saying, you know, you're just a killer with a get get out of jail free card. You had your shot, and you can just feel, you know, that stress, and you can. There's a motion that that Winchester makes, which just makes you like you can feel the adrenaline, and you can feel that bile burning his throat. Of, you know, like I got to control myself here. I made this decision. I got to control myself here. And then he's saying these things. This is Hanson saying, you're just a killer with a get out of jail free card. We're no different. Haunts Stonebridge for the rest of the series. Oh, yeah. When they get into shadow warfare and he sees Leatherby. Yes. The one question he has is what turned. Yeah. What basically, what was the difference? What made me be him you know yeah. Leatherby was me and now look at him yeah what's the difference that that haunts him for the entire series it's such a brilliant line <clears throat> so good and that scene is just so good okay. promise me <laughs> 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 okay so then we get the big ending which is just oh so good so good. Oh, you know, you love that it comes down to, once again, the communication between the two of them. Yeah. You know, and I, my one, and this is just one of those continuity things that just bugs the hell out of me. Stomer just had that vicious fight in which, you know, he could barely breathe because his his ribs are clearly broken after being kicked in and then, you know, multiple times. And yet... He picks up that pipe and starts wailing away to make the new countdown. I'm like, nobody with broken ribs could do that. But okay, <laughs> we'll go for it. Mind over matter. Stonebridge can do anything. Uh, but I love that. I love that it comes down to the communication between the yeah. two of them. And, you know, and poor <laughs> Julia's just like, ah! yeah. The look at all their faces when they don't blow up. Yes. <laughs> it's just great. Yes, it it is absolutely brilliant having them be separate and and all that. Yeah, that was it was a really phenomenal ending. Although you know the unfortunate thing is we didn't get a big boom at the end of the se- series, which you know feels like not going out strike back style, but <laughs> well, <we laughs> better than couple, nukes. We got big booms leading up to that. Yes, so. you're right. We did get one sort of semi nuke explosion in the township and then you know there were some pretty awesome explosions in that whole shootout in the the Knox camp there was you know Baxter's like arm when he blew up the tent with all the arms in it was awesome but yeah that it came down to communication between the two of them and then the twist of Dalton being shot that that was surprising but (laughs) the best was the look on on her face when they don't blow up yeah, you know, yeah. He sees Knox let She go just knew it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, whoa, we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> it was just great. And totally not expecting Knox to then shoot no. her. That just. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. I was kind of, I mean, there's like a part of me that was like, eh. <laughs> 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 Even after all that, I never liked her. Never, ever. Maybe I'm sexist. Yeah. No, no, I no. just didn't like her. <laughs> they really didn't set her up to be a very sympathetic character. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I did not like her, but I understand her. And so, yeah. and I cling to those moments of humanity from her. Um, and I did feel bad when she went off the rails in, in the next season because she was right and yeah. nobody would listen to her. But yeah. okay, back to this ending. So yeah, just and then hunting Knox down in the street. That was such a that closing shot of them all bloodied and horrible and standing over Knox's body. That was a beautiful shot. <laughs> the way this show pairs and and you know, um, gruesome uh, anyway. gritty things happening <clears throat> with beautiful cinematography. Yeah, the way it juxtaposes those yeah. things is really brilliant got this horrific thing happening here and then this gorgeous shot of basically sort of a sunset you know and how okay we're we're setting the sun on this adventure knocks you know right where he dying exactly 
where he fought against his whole life yeah. being in the gutter, being treated like he was yeah. from the gutter, dying in the gutter of his own hand. Yeah. It was kind of amazing. I mean, that was yeah. a that was a brilliant ending. It was. Yeah. No, I, and you're right about the, the those interesting shots. It reminds me of because that movie with McCarty pants that we did. Oh, the building. <laughs> the apartment. The raid. The raid. It reminds me of the raid that we were talking about. These like super bloody, gruesome, like horror shots, but so beautifully shot that it, it is it's super interesting. And it and then they do the same thing, yeah, often with with this show. And it's yeah. Such good filmmaking. Yeah. We just say, well, you know, the show just has such a committed team of people at, all at the top of their game. And ugh, I miss that. I miss it. Come on, season eight. I know, we are ready. And, you know, I think the hardest thing with the show is how, God, I, everybody I meet, I try to tell, like, why are you not watching the show? It's phenomenal. And, and nobody's heard of it. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's, it really is underserved, I think, and people don't understand. It's not just some shoot 'em up action. It's right. It's really it's it's great TV. Mm-hmm. And you saw that throughout, you know, and you still do the the run of the series that you know you can get on social media, and every day you find someone on social media who's just discovered the series, and yeah. it's like, why isn't anyone talking about this? It's like, okay, well, we are. You just have to you know, reach <laughs> you out and find us. us. And um, you needed to have been watching this five years ago <laughs> so, <Right>. when <sighs> the peeps were out there. And that's the cool thing is that, you know, there's Strike Fact fans are still out there. We're a small group, but we're one committed fandom. And, you know, as more and more people discover the show, it's just like, oh, well, you know, I wish you'd been there five years ago, four years ago to have done this. But yay, you know, keep the show going. Um, but and the critics who stuck with it beyond those first couple episodes are the ones who never left it. You know, they're, yeah. you know, the paid critics. Yeah. Um, you know, they're the ones who never left it, who understood how smart the show is and kept writing about it. The ones who slammed it for the first couple episodes because they didn't really watch clearly and just wouldn't get past their own filters action, yeah. you know that's it's too bad they definitely you know did a disservice to the show absolutely um, because it's so smart it's it so, is so smart and it's such good filmmaking and it's great filmmaking and it's television so yep well and it's it is people who love it so much they come back and come back and come back and come mm-hmm. back not just the cast but everybody else so it's fantastic but yeah all so right you get that you have that committed group of filmmakers on this show everyone working together to make it the best it could be even better than what, you know, the funding and the time and better than what it should be. And so good. So good. All right. We're going to end it on that. (laughs) That's strike back vengeance. We will be back in a couple of weeks, uh, to look at strike back. Shadow Shadow warfare. Is shadow warfare. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks with strike back shadow warfare. (laughs) Thanks, and tune in next week for another need-to-know session at the Crib. Follow us on Twitter, at Strike Back Crib, out. Out.